the moment you meet me jackass i'm like oh this is totally an alternate ending hello and welcome to another damn anime podcast my name is nick and i will be your host here with me is my good buddy joe joe how you doing tonight yeah doing all right man yeah just uh you know, got to finish up the latest episode here and then also discovered that they just started uh, to dub the series. So episode one has been dubbed. Oh, I see. It's good to hear. Uh, I need to go back and check out those voices and uh, see how they do. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. Are you going to rewatch any of it or are you just making a note? I actually watched episode one uh, oh. in dubbed. It's just it's actually also kind of just a refresher because it's actually been. Uh, so we're finishing or this is now episode eight, but because of that uh, because of the time gap that was there, it's been a while. It's been what 12 weeks now uh, yeah. or, or is it yeah, uh, three weeks? 11 I weeks. Think. They, re- they replayed the three the first three episodes over do, do their uh, covid break. Mm. So, yeah, I just went ahead and re- rewatched it. And like I remembered uh, I, I actually didn't realize operator six uh, uh was actually already in episode one. Mm. Uh, she wasn't obviously as animated as she was a couple of or the other episode where she's talking about the flower accessory and all that, but it's the same operator. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I didn't realize that consistency. So yeah, the the happenings episode one are definitely a bit more serious. Maybe uh, she didn't have time to be all bubbly and bouncy as she was in that episode. No. So yeah, all the all the other all the other um, units were getting blown out of the sky during that time. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has some uh, <laughs> professionalism to maintain. Uh, yeah, all right. So, yeah, like you said, we are on episode eight. Um, now, this episode is called, this is the first episode that is a that has a Japanese title, uh, which is Aji Okuta, um, which uh, I'll go over the possible meanings for that um, at the end. It should be a little bit more clear because um, uh, to explain it now would, spoil a little bit of what's going to happen in this podcast, I think. So, so we can go ahead and get started. So, um, the episode basically opens with nine S and two B, uh, contacting the commander, um, and asking what the, basically the commander says, Oh, well, yeah, a two is a bad unit and you should, uh, you know, she's killed other units that we've sent after her and you should, um, you you know, you should be careful and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, 9S says, well, like, what did she do? What's what's the backstory on on why she's aggressive against us and why she turned traitor? And the commander says that it's classified. Um, and so it's like, oh, okay. And 9S and 2B are like, oh. Uh, and then they kind of, the commander kind of just moves on, basically hangs up. And then um, Pascal comes in and uh, says that uh, he knows of 2B, but doesn't really have any further information. Yeah, that was a long pause, too. Uh, you know, it's like you were wondering if he was going to cover for her or not. But then he says, yeah, we have her information in our database. You're right. Uh, yeah. She murders a bunch of us, but like our, uh, a bunch of the machine life forms. But she's never visited our town, so... You know, and that's kind of where they leave it off at. Yeah, he kind of looked at the picture of A2 for a long time. And he has a robot face, so you can't really read it. But the the length of the silence is 
maybe a little bit uh, of a strange thing. So, um, so he kind of goes off, and uh, he's not really seen anymore in the episode. But Nine um, S and Two B go to uh, back to the resistance camp, and uh, they talk to Lily, and Lily seems to recognize A Two as the number two unit that worked with her years ago, but doesn't say anything to the others. Um, she only asks what their well, asks what their plan is for A two. And 9S says that uh, they plan to destroy her. Um, and uh, Lily, kind of uh, after 9S and 2B leave, so it's right right around then that 2B says, yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. And uh, and right after they leave, Lily says to herself, so you were alive. So, Yeah, it's actually kind of funny, though, because it, you, you get the vibe that um, 2B picked up on, that like that she must know her to a certain extent because uh 9s is trying to ask more questions right and then 2b is just like abruptly like no let's just get out of here come on let's go you know he's like you're not reading the room well you know yeah i feel like she does that quite often with a lot of the things it's like hey you need to cut this cut this out now quit asking questions it's... uh you you don't want to know these answers because you know you're going to get fragged or something you know she's just she does this uh often enough and so I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, but yeah, they just, you know, she just abruptly pulls and he's like, hey, we need to ask other people the questions. So, yeah, and that's kind of what they move on to the next scene, you know, uh, which they, he end up, they end up running into the twins. I don't remember their names, though. Yeah, um, their names escape me right now. Um, I should be able, I should know what they are. Um, but, uh, it, it's on, oh, it's a Devola and Popola, but as to which one has the curly hair and which one has the straight hair, I'm a little bit confused. I think that Devola has the curly hair and Popola has the straight hair, but I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, so so um, yeah, they're kind of just going on with uh, with Two B. You, you make a good point that you know with a lot of these things, Two B seems to already know the answer and. Um, with what we saw in the first episode where, you know, 9S's memory gets wiped and 2B is, uh, is left with the memories. It's kind of like, well, how much does she, you know, how much does she already know? Because maybe they've been through parts of this before and how much is she just have enough experience to figure out? It's, uh, kind of begs that question to me, you know, over and over again, um, but yeah, so so they skedaddle out of there and they jump right over to the red-haired uh, girls uh, carrying some box. They question them a little bit and uh, find that um, that they don't know anything about 2A, but they, sorry, A2, but they say that uh, Jackass might know um, and that she's at the flooded city right now. Um, so... 9S and 2B end up going to check it out. But right before they do, um, before they go, uh, the twins tell them that they might want to not associate with them uh, for their own good. And it kind of shows a little bit over the, over the shoulder shot behind 9S and 2B. And there's some resistance members who are like looking suspiciously at uh, the uh, at the two red-haired girls, Devila and Popola. Um so it seems like there's definitely some kind of 
of a mistrust there. Yeah. And also uh, what they interrupted them in the middle of carrying was like munitions. Like it looked like uh, landmines and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, 9S says you guys are doing like another uh, like were you ordered to do this like hazardous thing, you know, and they're like, no, no, we volunteered. Uh, and, but they've they made a note about that before, how they're doing things that other people normally wouldn't like. I think they're clearing a minefield uh, in a in an earlier scene, you know, like ep- episode like three or four. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just it's it's uh, 9S seem to be taken aback by the fact that like these people should, you know, they should not be doing this. Uh, and so, yeah, there must be some sort of, uh, you know, uh, hierarchy or something like that, you know, almost bullying to a certain extent. Uh, but they're like, yo, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, everything's cool. You know, so that's kind of the vibe you get is they're doing things to make others happy, even though it's maybe not the most uh but you know for some reason they're just not liked right now so yeah hopefully we'll find out more about that later yeah so um it's a little bit hard for me to to, to kind of talk about this because like uh, as a if, if you've played the games you know where the devil and popolo story goes and where it comes from but um it's hard it's hard because like i want to say more but i don't know one if it's relevant and two, if they're going to just leave it out completely because they may not have enough time in the show. But with the way that they're kind of showing them over and over again, I kind of think that they are going to maybe try to um, expand their story a bit. So I won't say too much more, but but I just, it's a, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of talking to people who've played the games um, and maybe explaining why I'm not necessarily jumping all over what's going on there because um, those people who are just watching this, this series fresh, th- th- I don't want them to be spoiled. Yeah. Um, as someone who doesn't know what's going on with them, uh, like I, I assume they're going to go more in depth into it because they like, why else would they have hinted to it now? Unless if there's like a, a director's call later on being like, Hey, you know, due to time constraints, we're just going to have to cut this. And, you know, or a budget thing or something like that, then I can see them doing that and be like, yeah, we'll spin it off into uh, an after thing of an OVA or a DVD extra or something like that. I can, that, that kind of thing has happened before, uh, but uh, like with other projects, but I think they'll touch base at least enough just to explain what the heck's going on. Because um, I mean, they, like I said, the, they actually took the time in the beginning of this episode when Pascal came in just for Pascal to be like, Hey, yeah, don't worry. Um, you know, little sister and new guy are now uh, back at the village. And man, uh, like, you know, the uh, big sister is going to be surprised just to her to come back. And there's a new guy there, like ready to be married. Uh, so they, they took the time to even tell you that, hey, they made it back. So, yeah. So uh, maybe there's more that's going to happen with 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 that in the future, too. So, yeah, it's uh, you know only time's going to tell. Um, but, you know, kind of just going on, um, they, they leave the red haired girls go and go on, go forward as they're walking. Nine ass asks why a two deserted. Um, and, uh, and why, sorry, I'll start that over. Why she deserted, but still keeps fighting. Um, she says that there's other ones that have deserted, but they just run away. They don't keep fighting or anything like that. Uh, to says that there's no reason to think about that. She says, quote, curiosity gone too far will destroy us. So 
after that, you know, nine S kind of just leaves it, but it's another point where, um, you know, two B seems to know something and, and cut nine S off before he, he goes on, uh, with something that she seems to know is not a good line of thinking. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, and then it's just a lot of establishing shots for a little bit. Uh, yeah. they show, shows them using the, uh, the pods as like a glider device. Yeah. Um, she un she un uh, unnecessarily parkours over a rooftop. Uh, like they're jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and then Tubi's like, "Watch me do a front flip," you know. And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like these establishing shots. Um, that they do a good job, you know, showing the passage of time, and um, they they're kind of pulled back, and they look kind of nice. There's like ones of them walking, um, and and jumping around and stuff like that. Uh, so it's not some not something that you get too much of. But uh, it's a nice change of pace, I, I thought, um, even though it slowed the episode down quite a bit. Um, so they end up having trouble finding Jackass. Uh, this is kind of what these, what these uh, you know, shots of them going around the city are for, to show that. Um, so they take a break and uh, near the water and you know, they have a little bit of a conversation. Um and uh, 9S ends up taking off his mask and shoes and getting in the water, taking a little swim. Uh, 2B protests, but eventually 9S is able to kind of talk her into taking off her mask. And um, she doesn't take off her shoes, but she takes off her mask and she steps in the water a little bit. Um, mm. So she kind of, so the mood's kind of lightened up a bit. I find it funny because I thought I'm like, yep, the director just denied like a huge demographic who wants to see her feet. So they're like, yeah, no, no, she's walking in the water with boots, but we'll give you the we'll give you her sparkly eye, not both eyes, just one. Oh, she man. Took off, you know, the, the bangs are going to cover the other one. You're but you right. get you get to see, you know, you get to see nine S's pretty sparkly uh, Bishojo eyes. So. Yeah, you're right. They totally denied. I just totally cock blocked like a third of the audience. Uh, yeah, so, so, um, yeah, it's probably the closest thing that we're going to get to like a beach episode. Uh, I, I think I was thinking that the whole time that they were walking next to the water, I was like, oh, dang, here comes our beach episode. Um, but it, uh, that's, so that's pretty much all we got. Um, because they end up putting their, their, uh, shoes and their masks back on. And, um, oh, yeah, that's it. So, so the next thing that happens kind of while they're playing around in the water is they find the white flower, the lunar tear that operator six O uh, asked them for in the last episode or the one before that, I forget. Um, and um, so they, they find it, they pluck it and they call her on a video call and show her. And she's very ecstatic and excited and, you know, very kind of bubbly, but uh, she asks, that uh, she asked for 2B to put it in her hair, and 2B said that it won't stay, so she tucks it into her uniform, um, kind of in the little, like, the boob window. Boob window? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the boob window there. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of pretty much the extent of that. Um Anyway. So I did find it funny that when they did the establishing shot of um, operator, uh, uh, the operator uh, six o, you know, 
from the her, from her office point of view at the command center, mm-hmm. uh, you can't actually figure out which desk she's sitting at because you hear her speaking really loudly, but you don't oh, yeah. see her acting like animated. So there's not one. It's just like an establishing shot, and then just everyone looking at her, being like, and she's like, "Oops, my bad. Sorry for being loud." You know, her embarrassing herself, but it was just. I was expecting her you to see like at least the where she sits, right? Little plip with like some arms up or something, but nothing. It's like, oh, you cheap punks. Uh you could at least uh you know, at least animated where she sits, right? Well, like uh, they're all like looking at her, right? They're like turning and looking at where the noise is going. Well they from. have they have one they have one from like the upper, like, you know, uh you know, upper de- uh back angle. And so you can see the everywhere everyone's sitting, and you just hear her voice getting really loud, but you can't see someone like flailing about. You know, even though it'd be like, you know, yay big on the screen. Uh but yeah, so if they just kind of cut that corner and I'm like, all right. And, but I did find it funny that the pod happened to, uh, you know, get figure out, you know, made a hypothesis of, oh, you want me to, you know, get the flower for and contact, you know, uh, or contact the operator. And she's like, you know, Tubi seems almost perturbed by it because it's like, I didn't give you an order. It's like, it's like, I've made a hypothesis. It's you want, you want this, right? You know, and then she's like, you know, she just kind of agrees to it, but she's like, yeah, you, you shouldn't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a cute moment from the pod and from, and from uh, the androids in the bunker too. That's, that's something that the game, I never really noticed that the game ever did. Maybe I missed that part, but that's something um, that I like the the show for is that it, it takes a little bit of time to uh, add a little humor into the very serious acting you know, robots that are at the bunker. Uh, I think they do do a good job of that. So yep. anyway, so next um, they decide to split up uh, 2B and 9S. They get out of the water. They're walking along. They decide to split up and look for uh, for Jackass at uh, 9S's uh, suggestion. Um, it's not long after that that 2B by herself and her pod uh, finds Jackass fishing uh, while wearing a bathing suit. So kind of going along with our, you know, beach episode theme here. Um, and uh, long story short, there's some, you know, slapstick comedy and she ends up catching a mackerel. And she tells Tubi that they, that these mackerels are poisonous to androids because they, some sci-fi explanation they gunk up the, it was it was the oil yeah it was the the oil from the fish like you know gunks up their works like, or something like that she's like you should eat it you should eat it but it might kill you but you should totally you know you should eat it for <laughs> science you know but it might kill you yeah, yeah. she's just like no no and so nice is like or so to like yeah no i'm not gonna do that so um so uh J- jackass show uh jackass uh they explain the situation Tubi explains the situation to Jackass, and Jackass knows that A2 is Lily's previous partner and says as much, and then notices from Tubi's face, uh, the look on her face, that Tubi already knew that. Um, Jackass uh, kind of also talked about the lunar tear and says that it is, uh, it, that, that the flower is, um, that is said that, that, that it is the, Flower that grants wishes. And we get a close-up on the lunar tier uh, and the boob window, of course. Um, so that's kind of a, a strange little thing. But I didn't really get anything else out of that in, in my notes. But it's sort of a weird a weird transition. Um, so I guess let me know yeah. if there's anything else that needs to be said there. 
oh, apparently they have robot fish because when she throws the grenade and blows up the fish, you see only one one actual fish, and then the rest of them like there's like three or four robot fish there. So yeah, man, that. it's like some of the things that they choose. This is the stuff that's like really great about Yoko Taro is the things that he puts into this stuff. And you're like, that has to be intentional. Like, why would you like, why wouldn't you just draw other fish that looks like the one you just caught? But no, they intentionally drew robot fish. So, okay. Yeah. So that's something that happens. Um, so, so basically, yeah. So that's the flower that grants wishes. So then uh, at that point, they try to contact 9S, but for some reason they can't. Um, so then we get a flashback to when 9S and 2B split up uh, 30 minutes ago. And then we get another immediate, and then we have 9S kind of walking. And um, he says, sorry, 2B, but I needed to go off by myself to, to do what I'm going to do. And then we get another flashback. So we have a flashback within a flashback. Where 9S and 21O, operator 21O, um, are having a conversation about getting her pictures of old human things. Um, and uh, they discuss the, and then so this is kind of, I don't want to get too detailed on this, but, but basically 9S contacts 21O, shows her pictures of things that he's taken, like, a like one was like a a book on the family budget or something shoes i think and a toy uh so those the reason why so what happens is it's it's the flashback is just her asking for um for him to bring photos for data analysis and that's like her hobby and so his in the current like timeline he did he got these photos and is sending them to her so they're just explaining why he's sending these random photos uh, to her. And then that's when she connects. She speaks and she's like, hey, uh, you know, thanks for these photos. And you, they have a slight discussion, but then you realize he's using that as a front to technically uh, cover himself. He's like, he needed an open connection to uh, the bunker or uh, to go ahead and try to infiltrate their security network. Right, right. So just before that, so we will get to that, but just before that, there is a little bit of thing of, of about um, he, that little family. conversation about family and like, well, humans had these things called families and, you know, they were useful, but they also had these other purposes. And then Ninus has a, has, has a memory of the, of the machine village, Pascal's machine village, and some of them talking about family, the ones that are going to get married and stuff like that. So he kind of has that flashback or that memory and then it goes on to what you're talking about where he's hacking into the bunker and um and he uh he uses uh he uses that call to run a monitoring program and eavesdrop on a conversation that the commander is having with the disembodied uh voice of uh that that is the representative of of of, of humans uh on the moon um so they're having a little bit of a conversation doesn't seem to be about anything too important. Uh, I watched it again. I didn't. I didn't think it was all that important. But maybe, but maybe I'm, I was listening for the wrong thing. But basically, the the point of that is that they they detect it, and Ninas jumps off the call uh, immediately, and and uh, the the human representative says, "Commander, you know what to do." And the commander looks like, sort of, like uh. uh 
I like 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 kind of their face. Her face kind of says in the affirmative, and that it's not going to be a good thing. Um, 9S isn't sure if they know it was him or not. Uh, he says that the uh, the bunker's optical satellites should not be able to see him from where he was. He's kind of hiding under uh, some solid concrete. Um, but he goes ahead and starts to record or to uh, begin faking uh, a comm report and an activity log. And right about the time he's, I guess, finished with that, um, a pink ball rolls uh, rolls in out of nowhere. Um, All right. So the one thing uh, that I remember from that conversation. Hang on. We lost uh, you. The, okay. Okay. So the, um, the conversation with Commander was the the fact that the disembodied voice, or they're, they're essentially having an argument or as much as they can have an argument. The commander was saying pretty much. Uh, so, you know, we we're just going to leave them to be expended. Uh, they don't really say who or what. Uh, so, you know, they could be talking about the uh, resistance, but you know, I was under the impression that, uh, that they're pretty much saying that nine S and two B are expendable and they're not going to get any backup or any assistance. Uh, and so he's just like, well, the mission comes first and that's all that matters. And you know, the, you know, that's pretty much the gist of that conversation. Uh, but I thought the, that was the importance of, uh, having nine S listen to the fact that, uh, he just heard that they are expendable. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, like you said, that we couldn't be sure about who they were talking about, but I guess we can guess that it was um, it was them. But it kind of also doesn't really matter because if 9S has heard them say they're expendable, who cares? It it doesn't matter if it's about them or about anybody else. It uh, it at least is going to show 9S um, what uh, the the top brass thinks of somebody um, on the surface working for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, once again, they've talked about the resistance being expendable before as well. But uh, oh yeah, but going back to where the pink ball comes into play, uh, this is uh, where these couple of scenes uh, in the next little bit with Nine uh, S. Uh, they had an interesting, uh, you know, direction as far as cinematography goes because the way they choose to when he sees the ball, they pan down to look at the hallway. Uh, it's a very unique shot, and they do they do some other ones in the near future, which I'm like, oh, you know, that's actually kind of creative. Uh, it's not necessary, but it, it made it for a more interesting take. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that you recognize that. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll kind of get to that in just a second. Um, so the pink ball rolls out in out of nowhere and nine uh, S sees, uh, he kind of pans up, looks at this doorway, um, and sees a figment crossing in front of the, in front of the door. Um, or actually, I guess behind the door way. And it looks kind of like A2, so he thinks that it might be A2. Um, we flash over to 2B. Uh, she's having the pod determine why the signal was broken. The pod says it's being jammed uh, cleverly somehow. Um, going back over to 9S. 9S begins to pursue the figment that he saw in the doorway. He finds, um, and he kind of, he kind of, goes forward, goes to the, the, the door, goes a little bit down a hall into another doorway uh, where a there's a, a lit room that's very homey looking because uh, you kind of remember he's been in this like blown out concrete building um, that's about, I think, probably half covered in water on the, on the lower parts. Uh, so it's just a husk of a building. And he's now in this uh, well-furnished, warm, 
feeling room with electricity with electricity yeah that's also very strange um and um and when he kind of enters the room he sees that uh there are many strange drawings and paintings of him and to be um and uh he calls this pod to to make a to to uh try to call to be or something like that um or for, to do something and uh, realizes that the pod is gone suddenly out of the blue for no reason um and kind of and then he notices another figment uh that disappears into a doorway at the back of the room that he just entered so 9s you know approaches that door and goes down that hallway a long dark hallway um gets a little ways down and the hall twists and turns in this weird warped sort of way and then something comes after 9s and the screen goes so the black. shadow the shadow moves in a spiral like formation because you see like it's shadows front and center and then you kind of see it like spiral around as it gets closer and it comes comes right up on them like a horror movie and that kind of like cuts out right there exactly so um kind of touching on what you were talking about earlier with the way that they decided to shoot this um the the most of the episode is shot just very plainly um and then this last part of the episode is shot to be like a horror movie it it, it everything becomes very kind of close in they're very careful about what they show you they're showing you only what they want you to see lots of things are covered um in uh, the, the important parts are, are covered and you're not really sure what exactly you saw um as things are moving in in shadows um and uh this is uh you know it's it's pretty cool but um in the first near game there is a whole section of the game that turns into uh, people liken it to like a resident evil it's nowhere near like that that horrifying or scary but the the feel of the game in this one part totally turns into a you know horror aspect so it's something that yoko taro yeah it fits it very well though because he walks in and when he sees a bunch of photos or a bunch of paintings of you know both uh himself and uh to be and then you see the most recent one on an easel fully colored uh it's kind of like they gotten gradually better uh at from like simple sketches of their face very crudely drawn to the most recent painting where it's them walking into this uh you know the flooded city uh from the back and then it's like a very well done finished painting like oil painting uh so the whoever it is, like the the person who's the artist was obviously only drawing them and getting very good at it it's like they discovered what drawing was and then quickly got better as through their observance of watching them for who knows how long yeah yeah so uh a lot to unpack so yeah, that, 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 creep, that creep anyone out and then of course he keeps on seeing shadows through your doorways too so yeah so a lot to unpack just in that one little like room uh that was exposed um you know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's kind of obvious who, you know, who it is and when what's going on. I, I won't say though, just in case, because uh, I think they do want it to be a little bit of a secret. But uh, very strange, very strange um, happenings there. So 
as the screen goes black on 9S, uh, we flash over to Eve uh, sitting at the table once uh, more, um, and Adam is nowhere to be seen. But Eve uh, just finishes reading a uh, some book, but he's been reading the numbers. He's been reading numbers for some reason. He's very high numbers. Hundred. I, um, I think he's counting the seconds. Is what he's doing. I didn't think he was actually reading. I don't think he was counting the pages to the book, but I'm thinking he's counting the seconds for uh, his, his uh, him being gone from his brother because it's under two hundred thousand, and that roughly rounding it's like fifty five hours. Um, so it you know be uh, a little over two days if, that, if that's ask, the way I interpret. Did did he ask Adam how long it would take to read the book and then just go by that? Uh, he, what he did was he said, um, so, um, Adam just said, you know, stay here, read, I'm going to be back. Uh, and so, you know, the, as he's counting, uh, like he finally finishes the book and says out loud, you know, like, Hey brother, I finished the book, you know, and yeah. he's just kind of like, you know, then that's when he, he realizes his brother's like still not back or whatnot. And so he tries to do a search for him. He connects to the network. So, Yeah. Yeah. And then he realizes that he uh, can't find him. Um, and uh, that's where the episode ends. Um, screen goes black and the the uh, title of the episode comes up. Um, and uh, then we go into the alternate ending puppet show. But um, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about this. And then, and then we can get to the title and other stuff. But uh, yes, the alternate ending puppet show um, is questions from the audience uh, where Tubi is answering questions from the audience. The first question is, why are there still buildings when humans have left a long time ago? Um, Basically, the androids build them so humans can have a place to go when they come back to Earth, but they're destroyed by machines. So the cycle just kind of continues over and over again. And the second question is, what does Tubi do in her free time? And then Tubi says, Pado, and, and the pod, they use the, the pod as, as a fishing line. She catches a mackerel, and the pod keeps saying fresh, like fresh or something. Um, and she's so tempted that she eats the mackerel and dies. But in the postscript, she said that it was so, so good. Um, yeah, she's like it, it's it's good though, and like, and then like as her as she's as her consciousness fades, it's like um, something like it's an exquisite uh, like eat like like no wonder why humans ate them. Uh, so yeah, it's like she, but it's just funny because I I figured this had to be one of the endings. The moment uh, Jackass is like, you should eat this fish. You know, it might kill you, but you should eat it. I'm like, that's totally gonna be an Total ending. Setup. If, you know, you're right. be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was ready. It was ready to go. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of revisiting the name of the episode, Aji Okuta. Um, back when the game came out, there was um, I, I was reading about the title of the episode because I wanted to get it wanted to get it right. Um, but back when the game came out, there's a section in the game that's actually has to do with this. Um, uh, but it's not like a main section. It's one of the secret endings. And, um, people were kind of arguing about what that this ending title actually meant. And, um, I think that the episode here translates it as taste of mackerel question mark. Um, but 
people were pointing out that in Japanese, since a lot of words mean a lot of different things, and there's a lot of puns and stuff like that, that it could also means it could also have meant um, experience a flavor, um, like I experienced a flavor or I devoured a, a flavor. Um, so it's it's not really that important. I think it's probably along the lines of taste of mackerel, but it is kind of telling that they didn't try to translate it. They just left it in Romanji, but it, it is still in the Japanese. Um, so it kind of le leads me to believe that maybe it is supposed to be a bit of a pun uh, or else they would have just translated it, right? So anyway. Yeah, Japanese uh, do love their puns. That's for darn sure. So, uh, but yeah, uh, as far as this episode goes, I mean, I'm not, you know, it wasn't the one of the most action-packed ones, but I thought it had enough um, subtle undertones to keep it interesting. Uh, you know, the overall, it's like, you know, it, it it's you know, maybe in the middle of the pack of the episode so far, uh, but because they've allude to a bunch of stuff, it makes it at least a little more enticing to see what happens. Uh, it was an easy going episode, that's for sure. But I, I, I think I actually prefer it better than the, um, uh, the previous episode of them going through the, uh, uh, you know, them essentially revealing, uh, uh, a two. Yeah. So I, th I think I'm with you. Um, you know, I kind of came around to it at the beginning of the episode. I was like, man, this is like, this is gonna be another boring episode. There's like nothing happening, but you know, after I started to write, you know, after I saw the rest of it, I was like, okay, I see where it went. And after I started to write, you know, some of the notes on the episode, I was like, you know, there's a lot, you know, with that's kind of being done in every scene that I have to make note of. There's not really any dead time. Everything is uh, being, you know, shown to you for a reason that, you know, is uh, if it's not directly relevant to this episode, then it's relevant to a previous episode, or you can tell it's going to be relevant in the future. Um, so not a lot of wasted space. Uh, I thought, um, that the, some of the stuff with the, with, with jackass kind of screwing around and then the beach scene, uh, was also, I, some of that stuff is just a little bit of, um, filler for the sake of personality and, and bringing some, some it's things to fan life. Service. Just fan, service. fan service. You're right. <laughs> you know, the, the jackass and the bikini essentially was like, I was like, okay. Um, you know, I guess. I guess you got to do what you got to do. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought it was better than the previous episode. Um, uh, so, yeah, but uh, still a lot of setup. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll we'll get uh, some more action in the next episode. Looks like, you know, 9S is in a precarious position. And we might have some some meeting, another meeting of our protagonist, protagonist and antagonist. So we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, 9S is going to is essentially in trouble both physically at the current state, uh, with you know whatever attacked him in the hallway, but also from high command. So that, uh, and now you know, if that alludes to episode one opening scene, who knows? Uh, we'll see. And now he knows something, and that's when he suddenly uh, is going to be disappeared. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of strange, but yeah. Anyway, um, overall, I enjoyed it. Looking forward to the next one. Um, but I think. That's going to be it for what we have to discuss here about this episode. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, and um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, guys, take it easy. Bye.